This is the Vert Force Podcast. I'm your host, Kimber. Our show helps active duty military spouses land virtual careers. We interview virtual work influencers to uncover the secrets of mobile work. If you want income sustainable from anywhere in the world, this is the podcast for you. I'm thrilled to be sharing with you. We finally released How to Ace Your Virtual Interview, our free 30-minute course designed to prep you for your virtual interview in under 30 minutes. And yes, I said free. All you have to do is register. As soon as you register, we will email you the link to the free course. Again, it's only 30 minutes and we cover the core components to standing out and nailing your virtual interview. Register at bit.ly forward slash VF ACIT. That's bit.ly B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash V-F A-C-E-I-T. Tonight, we're doing some free career coaching that's geared towards helping you get hashtag hired. Okay, our big question of the week. We have seen a lot of our members in the Vert Force family trying to overcome frustration and rejection and trying to stay resilient and then also trying to understand, you know, what the heck is going wrong? You know, why am I not landing the virtual job of my dreams? And overall, the question was asked, I think, by Laura Shelby. Laura Shelby asked this question and she said, please answer this tonight. How exactly do I find a virtual job? Like how specifically do I do this? Right? She wants some specifics. So I have mapped out five steps to a virtual job. So what we're going to cover tonight is five steps to a virtual job. Number one is get your head right. I don't mean to be rude, but I'm here to be your friend and to tell you honestly and not modestly, you've got it a Almost 100% of this game is up here. You've got to believe in yourself and you've got to ditch the desperation attitude. So the first step to this, to getting your head right, is accept that remote work and finding remote work is a challenge. And accept, accept it. Just say, okay, I understand it. I get it. Remote work is more competitive than on-site work because it's less plentiful. It's just statistics, you know? There are fewer remote careers out there than there are on-site careers. But that's why Vertforce exists. We're here because we believe that the military community should own and harness remote work, okay? So we're here to help you. But the first step to overcoming this virtual job slump is getting your head right and ditching that desperate attitude. So one way that you can do this is take money out of the picture. I consistently see people come to VertForce, post on the VertForce Facebook group, I am desperate, we are broke, we have bills, I need money now. 
I understand because I've been where you are. So don't think I'm calloused when I say you have to separate your job search from a need. The best way to do this is to find something that you can do immediately to bring in income for your family. I recommend dog sitting, babysitting, picking up a shift at the local grocery store, picking up a shift at the local Starbucks, just something to get money coming in. Don't sit, if you are that desperate for money, do not sit around and be broke and hopeless because it's not good for your spirit. It's not good for your mind and it's not good for your job search. I know that's a tough concept to wrap your head around, but when you separate being desperate for money from your job search, it allows you to start focusing on finding the right fit for you. And you can absolutely continue to work while you're earning income on the side. Sign up to be a rover. A rover is someone who dog sits for people during the day. My rover was a full-time rover. She made thousands of dollars a month for people just from watching people's dogs. Okay, so that is my number one tip to get your head right and ditch desperation. And what I want for you to understand is that by breaking free from this, I have to have it, I need to have it attitude, you create more space in the universe for good things to come to you. When you are living in a state of constant stress, strife, I'm worried, I'm clenched up, I can't even visualize, I just feel so down about finding this, you start to attract more of that into your life. So staying positive and staying upbeat is so important and hopefully you can see why. Okay, let's move on to number two. Narrow your focus. And this, oh, I love this. I love this. This is your edge, okay? This is your edge. Narrow your focus. And if you have a side gig like barista, waitstaffing, babysitting, dog sitting, you have the time to narrow your focus because you've relieved that financial stress in your life. The first component of narrow your focus is decide what you want to do by determining what you're good at, all right? One of the best exercises to get rolling on this is writing down what are your core values and then listing your top five core values. My number one core value is servant leadership. My number two core value is time with my family and time with my friends, you know, impacting other people's lives, being a positive force for good. And then number two, what are you good at? I'm good at talking on camera. I am good at project management. I am good at communicating. These are my strengths. Okay, so if you write those things down, it gives you the freedom mentally to pursue them and say, mm, you know, I'm really good at running online operations. I'm really good at email. I'm really great at social media. I think I'm going to pursue the, you know, social media manager route, but that's not all. Okay. Sometimes, especially if you're a military spouse, the right way to start for narrowing your focus is what kind of job is the right fit? Because sometimes we don't know what we're good at, right? Especially if we have not had a lot of work experience. 
Someone says, good question. I have no idea what I'm good at. Yeah, girl, I've been there. And it comes with experience. And if you don't have experience, maybe you know I'm good at being a friend. I'm good at following through on things. I'm good at not letting things slip through the crack. Or I'm good at being very creative. And a lot of times that means a lot of things slip through the cracks. But write those down. Listeners, this episode has been so amazing. Let's pause for a minute and take a break. I want you to learn about Reconciled. Reconciled is an online bookkeeping and accounting service. They are passionate about using online cloud-based tools to provide better bookkeeping to fascinating, inspiring entrepreneurs all over the country. Reconciled is currently hiring remote bookkeepers. Their bookkeepers aren't just number crunchers. They're big thinkers, creative problem solvers, and subject matter experts on everything from e-commerce to the specialty foods industry. Reconciled is hiring remote bookkeepers who live in the following states, North Carolina, South Carolina, Vermont, New Hampshire, Colorado, New York, and Michigan. If you're passionate about embracing innovative technology and helping entrepreneurs and small businesses, you may be a great match for Reconciled. Their bookkeeper position is on our job board. You can learn more at jobs.vertforce.us. What I'd like for you to do next is determine what kind of job is the right fit. This is fun because a lot of you haven't asked yourself this question and you're coming to Vertforce and you're coming to the job board and you're applying for everything. And let me tell you, we read every single one of your resumes. We read every single one of your cover letters. And sometimes I can tell that you're applying to everything because you're desperate and you haven't considered what job is the right fit for me. So the first question to ask yourself when you're determining what kind of job is the right fit is, do you need a quiet office or do you need a not quiet office? Honey, this is slang for can I have my kids at home or not? A quiet office means your kids cannot be in the room. They're not going to be able to be screaming mommy in the background or watching TV in the background or needing your attention. A not quiet office is slang for as long as you get your work done and you do your job and you meet your deadlines, we don't care. We don't care who's there. Okay, so that's your first question. Determine if you need a quiet office or a not quiet office. Drop in the comments right now which one is right for you. That also will lead you to your next revelation because there are certain types of work that are appropriate for a quiet office and there are certain types of work that are not appropriate or, or don't, they don't have to be conducted in a quiet office. For example, project-based work. You are not logged in on a computer, on a timetable, on Zoom calls with your manager all day. Project-based work is generally done on your own time. Commission-based work also can primarily be done on your own time, typically, right? Sometimes in both of those situations, you may have to take a client call here or there. So what does this mean for you? It means 
Do you need childcare or not? Then there's hourly pay and salary pay, which is typically great for a quiet office environment. And I'm going to be really honest with you right now. I'm so optimistic. I am one of the most optimistic, forward-thinking people you'll ever meet. But I will tell you, if you have kids at home and you're watching those little ones through the day and it just doesn't make sense to pay for childcare, the hourly and salary work is going to be harder to come by. So don't turn your nose up at commission-based positions and don't turn your head away from project-based pay or project-based work or gig-based work. And gig-based work is where you, it's very much like project-based work, which is where you're given a budget and you're told to go do the job in this, but and this is what you're getting compensated, period. There, there's nothing additional there for you. All right, so this was all about narrowing your focus. What this should do for you is allow you to identify what job is the right fit for you and what job is not the right fit for you. Because if you are just full force throwing your resume out there at every opportunity you can get it in front of, you're wasting your time, you're wasting your energy, you are setting yourself up for failure. It is just going to break your heart. When you are consistently getting rejection after rejection after rejection after rejection because you're just throwing your resume out there willy-nilly at everything, you're just putting yourself in a position to be even more depressed, all right? But again, if you get your head right, you separate money from this, you separate your self-worth from your employment because your self-worth is not dependent on your employment. I should have talked about that in number one some more, but somebody put that in the comments. Your self-worth is not dependent on your employment, all right? You are an amazing, wonderful military spouse and or veteran, and we are proud of you, and you're amazing. <laughs> all right, let's move on to number three. So now that your head is right and you've narrowed your focus into, I know what's right for me and I know what's not right for me, then you can get your rear in gear. Number three is get your rear in gear. The first thing that I want you to consider is what I like to call, sometimes I call this your packaging. When you're applying to jobs, hiring managers and recruiters are going to look at several primary things. They're going to look at your LinkedIn. They're going to look at your resume. They're going to look at your cover letter and anywhere else that you show up online, okay? So when I say get your rear in gear, I mean, I want you looking like a superstar on your resume, your cover letter, and your LinkedIn. I want you looking like a pro, and we have amazing resources to help you do that, okay? So let's talk about each of these. LinkedIn image. <laughs> if you don't have a LinkedIn, that's okay. Uh, don't beat yourself up about it. But think seriously about taking on the LinkedIn concept. On LinkedIn, you should be developing a personal brand. A personal brand is just your look, not physically, not your face. I mean, your, your profile picture does need to be a nice profession, professional photo of you, but your look is how people experience you online. What color co cover photo are you using? What does your cover photo say about you? Did you make it in Canva to have a specific tag about yourself and what you're good at? 
Okay, you want to show up as a consummate professional on LinkedIn. You also want to have a killer headline. All right. If you have seeking new opportunities in the headline of your LinkedIn account right now, if you take nothing away from this training, go to your LinkedIn and change that. All right. Your LinkedIn headline should be what you're good at and how you're good at it. All right. Two very easy things. I also really like to incorporate who you do it for. All right. So for example, I think mine says something like I'm a virtual team specialist, problem solving for remote teams in the government contracting space or in the military, in the military spouse space. That is the direction you want to go in. Okay. So we have a blog post called what the heck is a personal brand and why do I need one? So that's all of the time I'm going to spend on LinkedIn. But let me move on to the next component of get your rear in gear. And that is the bones of your resume. You have to have a resume bone structure in, in place. A, a blank slate, sort of, ready to be tailored for every position that you're applying for. We'll get to tailoring in a minute. But I want your resume to be formatted perfectly. And I want it to have some really juicy, meaty content. Now, let's just go ahead and talk about tailoring. There are a couple of different schools of thought on applying for jobs. Some people actually coach apply everywhere. And the only thing you have to tailor for your resume is your objective. That can be true. However, that is only if you are consistently applying for the same kind of position over and over and over again. For example, if you are applying for a virtual assistant role over and over and over and over again, you need one resume for virtual assisting and you need to just go in and edit the objective of the resume every time you apply. Right? That makes sense. But if you are transitioning opportunities so say this week you're applying for a customer service position. Next week you're applying for a sales rep role. The week after that you're applying for a junior project manager opportunity. That resume has to be tailored for every different opportunity, not just the objective. The reason why? The hiring managers for all of those different positions are looking for different skills. So if you're applying for a junior project manager role, you're going to want to highlight your data analytics skills, your scheduling abilities, your ability to multitask. If you're applying for a customer service position, you want to highlight your client relationship skills and bring those cl closer to the top. Elaborate more on how many different uh Phone calls and tickets you've, take, you've taken in the past and previous customer relationship-oriented opportunities, right? So I hope that makes sense. But when you are applying to different positions, the general rule of thumb is Taylor. Taylor, baby. Let me tell you this. You may think, I don't have the time to do that. Yes, it is time-consuming. However, if you do it once, the next time you apply for a similar role, so if you apply for a junior project manager role this week and you spend an hour or two hours tailoring your resume, the next time you have a junior project manager role populate, 
You can apply again immediately and it it doesn't take as much time the second go around. My perspective on resumes is that they should all be tailored. And I'm going to say this, I think I've said it already, but I will say it again. If you are sending the same resume and cover letter to VertForce over and over and over again for every position, hey, we've read it more than you've read it at this point. And it shows lack of initiative and it shows lack of desire for the job. You may be one of the most motivated and desiring candidates there are on the list, but we can't interpret that because you're just sending a cookie cutter resume and cover letter that we have seen, even from you, we've seen it from you in particular multiple times. I hope that doesn't hurt your feelings. I hope that you understand I say that with love and I say that because I want to help you. Cover letter bones. So the, co- the cover letter bones is the same concept. We want some big juicy statements in the cover letter that just are intuitive of who you are, are reflective of what your personality is like. And remember, your cover letter should not be a verbatim mirror of your resume, nor should it be two sentences. Hi, my name is Alabama and I am interested in this job because... I need a job and it sounds cool and I think I would be a good fit. That's cute, but it's not good enough, all right? So a cover letter should absolutely fill in the gaps of your resume. So if your resume is really technical and it says, I am great at horse training. I'm very caring with animals and I've trained over 42 horses and I've worked with 67 horse jockeys in client relationships, and I've managed those great well. Then your cover letter should tell us what makes you great at working with horses and what makes you great at working with horse jockeys. This is a completely random example, but what I'm trying to communicate here is your cover letter is like your best accessory. You know, you do your hair and your makeup, but something just sets off your look when you put your favorite necklace and earrings on, right? Or you put on your favorite purse, your favorite scarf. Your cover letter is accentuating the data that's already in the resume. So we want you to have a good bone structure for your cover letter. But remember, the cover letter also needs to be updated for every position that you apply for. What kind of content do you update in a cover letter? In a cover letter, we want to see, a hiring manager wants to see that you have used content from the job description to point out in the cover letter why you fit the job description, okay? If the job description says, we are looking for a type A go-getter, self-motivated individual, who manages horses and jockeys well, then your cover letter should explain and give examples of how and why you are type A, you are a go-getter, and you have managed horses and jockeys in the past. The next thing that we're going to chat about is um, networking. When you have your package together, you've got your LinkedIn ready, you've got your resume ready, and you've got your cover letter ready, then you are ready to start networking. I wouldn't start networking until I was ready to send because 
when you're networking, someone will be like, oh, hey, yeah, girl, send me your resume and I'll send it to my manager. If it's not ready and it takes you three days to get it to them, that's not a good response time. It's not reflective on you. So don't start networking until your pieces are in place. And uh, when you're working on your resume and cover letter, please remember we have amazing career coaches who will give you an hour of free service to help you get things ready. I will say there are a lot of free resources out there to help you build a resume and build a cover letter. I am not going to talk negatively about any of those because I've seen great resumes come from free services and I've seen not great resumes come from free services. So if you are going the free route, I encourage you to get your resume in front of a lot of different people, not just one person, because you may have one person at a volunteer organization or a nonprofit who says, this is great, you're good to go, when in reality, you might not be. So if you are going the free route and you're not patroning a career coach to help you, that's my big advice. Get a second opinion. So networking, network your fanny off, honey. Informational interviews is where it's at. And following up is where it's at. LinkedIn is a killer place to start the informational interview process. And the best way to do that is make friends on LinkedIn. Ask people that you're interested in doing their job. Ask them if they'd be willing to talk to you about it. But here's my number one tip for informational interviews. Don't make it about you. People love to talk about themselves, right? They don't want to talk about other people. I mean, it's just, it, we're, we're selfish. We're human. That's who we are. So if you, by any chance, want to work for, I don't know, what's a company? Tesla. Say you want to work for Tesla and you were able to get someone from the Tesla organization on the phone for an informational interview. Have five to 10 questions ready for them about them. Get them talking about themselves. They will warm up. They will light up. They will have good feelings about you. And then you can ask them for an opportunity to take the conversation forward or let them know, by the way, you know, I'm looking, I'm, I'm interested in applying at Tesla. Do you have any tips on how I can make that a successful venture for myself? Don't ask them for a job. Don't say, hey, you work at Tesla. I want to work there too. Can you help me get hired? No, that's not networking. Networking is building relationships, all right? Make friends. Friends help friends get hashtag hired. All right, follow-ups. Honey, 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 don't forget about these. All right, follow-ups. After you have an, an informational interview with someone, always send them a follow-up saying thank you for your time, quote something specific you learned from the informational interview, and move forward. Tell them you'd love to chat again, or whatever you feel like that natural next step is, go for it. But send the follow-up immediately after the conversation. Don't wait a week. All right, so we're ready for number four. That, that was number three, get your rear in gear. And the whole concept of number three is make sure you're ready and make sure your LinkedIn is ready, your resume bones are ready, your cover letter is ready, and make sure you know the process for informational interviews and then hit the ground running. Number four, start job searching and apply. 
My biggest tip here is do not passively apply. All right. Intentionally target. I said this earlier, if you are throwing your resume out there willy-nilly, you are setting yourself up for heartbreak. So I want you to intentionally apply. However, bear in mind, you need to be applying for real and attainable opportunities, okay? If you have zero work experience relevant to a specific field, you can't go apply for a, a grandiose company and expect them to acknowledge you. For example, the Huff, what's is it the Huffington Post? I think they are incredibly selective about who they hire to write. I know that they pick up 1099 contractors all the time, but as far as joining their staff, they are incredibly selective. So if you want to be a writer, but you have no writing experience and you have not even finished your bachelor's degree in writing yet, or your associate's degree, or your master's degree, applying for the Huffington Post is not realistic. And if you do that, you are going to set yourself up for failure. You're going to set yourself up for heartbreak. So baby steps. We can absolutely get you there, but you absolutely have to have an adequate amount of work experience, an adequate amount of education for the job that you're aiming for. Not all jobs require a ton of experience or a ton of education. We bring several to VertForce that don't require either. We bring several to VertForce that require both. So that goes back to narrowing your focus. Understand what your skills are and understand what your education is and what you're qualified for. Don't shoot so far ahead that you're not going to land anywhere where you need to be landing. So if you don't have the correct experience that you need, you need to start small and start applying at organizations who can get you experience and then set a 12-month goal or a 24-month goal to get to that next step. When you are job searching, what I want you to do is check the VertForce job board every day. New things pop up on the job board every day. And I want you to read every job description. Some titles can be misleading. For example, last week we had a code researcher position on the job board. And a lot of people overlooked it because they thought it was web code like HTML, Java, that kind of code research. When in reality, it was municipal code research. And it was an amazing opportunity for a, mili for a military spouse with no education or no experience. It was great, a great work. So even if you, unless the, it specifically says we are looking for an engineer or we are looking for a licensed teacher, read the job description because you may find that what's in the job description is totally applicable to your skill set. The next thing I want you to do is check the VertForce page every week in the files location for our compiled list of virtual and remote work job searches. Our volunteer team goes to every job board every week and they scour for remote work. What they find are just every, every job on the internet for that week that could be virtual or remote. Use that, use it for sure. Then I want you to develop the remote work job search skill for yourself. I want you to be comfortable going to every job board that you can find, typing in the word remote 
or work from home and then browsing the list of positions, there may be something that we missed. Don't stop applying, but only apply to things that meet your core values, that align with what you need, and that match your education and work experience. All right, VertForce, that's it for this episode. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast. If you need to read the show notes, you can find those at vertforce.us. And finally, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or an idea for a new episode, email us at support at vertforce.us. Catch you next week.